Hello, this is A.R. Bernard, and welcome to my podcast. My objective, it's simple, to create a platform where you can be educated, informed, and inspired as you navigate the intersection of faith and culture. If you have no faith, maybe you'll find it here. So, thanks for tuning in. Grace and peace, family. Grace and peace. I'm so excited today. Uh, first Sunday, you know, Communion Sunday, which is my favorite. Uh, you know, two Easter's ago, I spoke about uh, the, the, what Christ had to go through just to get to the cross. Mm. And they say that the average person should have died even before they got to the cross. So what drive was there? What passion was there uh, for him to even push through to get to the cross? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's very good. That's yes. why they call it the passion. Yes, yes. That was the powerful drive. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, and they said, they said something had to drive him. They said even just being beat, uh, uh, the amount of blood he lost mm-hmm. should have um, caused him to to, to die. Uh, so he should have expired on the way to the cross. Yes, yes. And, and, and the, 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 what made it worse was the fact that they said that when, you, when you're so stressed and you go, your body goes through a process where it, uh, the capillaries start bursting in your, your um, skin, and that's why he was able to sweat blood, mm-hmm. it tenderizes the skin, so it makes it even more tender. So prior to that, so yeah, I, I did a message on it. It, was, it really broke stuff. it down. That's good stuff. <laughs> so I, I really enjoy Communion Sunday. It's, it's an amazing time. I respect it, I love it, and I honor it. And that's, of course, that reminds us of the fact that we're not in the building yes. together because communion is about the corporate experience of the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's special. It's commemorating his death, but also his resurrection, yep. you know, and the impact on our lives uh, through salvation. Yes, yeah, so I always say to myself, he was thinking about me as he pushed through to the cross. I get a little selfish with it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it. Personal life. He's your yes. personal Lord yes. and Savior. Yes, that's, yes. that's what sets, you know, uh, evangelical Christianity apart from, you know, the broader spectrum of Christianity because we talk about a personal yes. relationship with God mm-hmm. where he, we hear from him. We just mm-hmm. don't pray, but he answers. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, and people, some people have a problem with that, you know. <laughs> but, hey, um, so you got on a pink shirt. Yes, this month. Is that symbolic or, you know, you just. Yeah, you know. I was trying to get you to wear your, your pink I got, shirt. I got pink. This oh. is pink. <laughs> I got pink on my shirt, pink on my socks. No, don't show the, don't show the socks. Don't show, the, don't show the socks. This is what he used to do when we were younger. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, wow, daddy, wow. Like, <laughs> it's not working now. Sorry. But yes, I, I got pink on because of uh, Cancer Awareness, Breast ah. Cancer Awareness Month. This month. Yeah. Uh, so we're looking to galvanize and, and support uh, uh, the women. Uh, and individuals who have had uh, mothers, daughters, sisters uh, that dealt with breast cancer, um, as well as we're going to move into uh, next month for Movember, No Shave November. Movember? Yeah, you're going to go a beard, Daddy? Absolutely not. <laughs> yes, no. no Shave November, Movember. No. So this is the month we're going to look at cancer and you know, what's going on with the, uh, both, both uh, gen- uh, genders of individuals. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look on with you. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to go to We're going to get you pink next week. Yeah, I wear pink next week. I, I, I'll try to remember. you try to remember? You'll help me. <laughs> yes. I, to, to I, I, I'll take my dad's shop. Yeah, but the beard, uh, no, definitely. No. You know what it is? You get to a place in life when there's more salt than pepper. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Nope. I'll leave it right Come there. <laughs> But yeah, so um, I'm excited, you know, and uh, you know, we, we're going to take some time throughout these, this month to really uh, 
encourage, pray for, support. That's beautiful. Uh, you know, we have a lot of survivors. Yeah. You know, one, yeah. one, uh, about, male and female. Yeah, male and female. Yeah. Uh, and, and breast cancer just doesn't affect female. It affects male right. as well. That's right. So, you know, just you know, looking to say, hey, you know, we're, you know, not that we understand what you're going through, but we're praying for you. Yeah. You know, um, there's a psychological mental, emotional, yeah, a lot of stress. It affects not just the individual who's yep. experiencing, but the family. Yes. You know, around them. Yep. Friends. Wow. That's beautiful. Yeah, thank you. All right. So you're going to help me. So I wear pink socks. Anything pink, just to support. I get you a little pink ribbon that we did. Boom. We did, 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 did. Boom. Did boom. y'all see last week with his boom, boom. on the screen? I'm like, who's encouraging this? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but yes, yeah, so I get you something. I get you, we'll get you something. All right. Good. All right. Uh, but uh, last week, first of all, they were raving about the boom. Of course. And, you know, and, and uh, thank you for having, uh, what do you say, um, mercy on my daughter for Tobago. <laughs> Tuba- it's not Tobago? No, it's not Tobago. She said it in Spanish. I, that's the Spanish version? Yeah, Tobago. Right. Yeah, Tobago. We'll go with that. But Tobago, we know what it is. Yeah. We're aware of it for all my Trinities. All your uh, Trinidadians out yes, there. Yes, you know. We apologize. It's the Spanish side of us. Yes. You know, we got okay. the chickpea, curry, mango. You know, so <laughs> we got love for the Trinities. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yes, very good feedback from last week, and, and they're excited for this week, uh, especially because you know, a lot of people are like, okay, what are the five reasons why oh, people don't change? Why people don't change? You know, and we, we, so what we, was it? What was it about? What was the, 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 the high point of last week's message? Because what I got a lot of feedback on was the breakdown of repentance. Yes. Yep. So I, I think that was the, the high point, uh, um, dealing with repentance and also the s- sin factor. Okay. And, and understanding that, yes, you know, going back to the brokenness and woundedness yeah. of society. It, it, because we're quick to judge. We're, you know, mankind, humankind, even to the point where they call it righteous you know, judgment. Yeah, we're yeah, quick yeah, to yeah. judge and we're quick to put the lens on somebody else. But uh, some individuals said, wow, I had to look back and look at me. And, and, and so that was a lot of, you know, some, well, not a lot, but some of the conversation, yeah. you know, so sin, our repentance, mm-hmm. and, you know, just saying, okay, I'm, I'm broken and wounded. What am I doing? What is what's being, uh, what, what's coming out of my brokenness and woundedness, which I'm not even paying attention to? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important that we understand that, especially when we talked about the oversimplification yes. of sin. That was another one. Sin is a doctrine. Yep. It's a teaching mm-hmm. with a breakdown. I mean, there's a lot more to it than just, you know, uh, personal choices. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get into some of that uh, today. Yeah, because <laughs> some of the other conversations we can't really talk about here because we have some starch, strong um, individuals that, you know, when they looked at the sin doctrine, they, uh, you know... <laughs> Come on, get it out no, there. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I got to behave. You said I got to behave. I was naming names last week and the week before, so yeah, I got I to behave. You don't want to blow up anybody out there. No, okay. Okay. you know, but certain ethnic groups or a group of individuals, cultural groups, uh, you know, uh, for subconscious reasons, they, they, you know, will oversimplify sin. And <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, again, you know, we, we can engage in theological justification. Yep. Uh, just to support mm-hmm. our ideas, you know, um, and there have been myths that have been perpetrated on the American public mm-hmm. uh, at large yep. and specifically to certain communities mm-hmm. um, that, that drive 
you know, a certain idea that is not biblical. Yeah, so you said it like I was going to say it, <laughs> but you were more politically correct. I would, I would have been straight shooter from the hip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, working, I'm working. I'm okay. working on, on my, you know, my political correctness. Okay, right. PC. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but so, uh, moving into it, you know, why people don't change, and at the end of the day, all change is a decision. Yep. All change begins with a decision. Mm-hmm. You got to decide to change. Yep. And until you decide, you're not going to change. No, that, that's... I, I, you know, we ended with Dr. Cole's principle. Yep. Change isn't change until, until it's changed. changed. Yes. Right. So until you make that decision, um, you're not going to change. So the, the pivot point is the decision to change. Mm-hmm. Then you have to be committed to that decision and then apply the disciplines necessary to live that decision out. Mm, so it's first is the decision, decision to change, commitment, commitment to that decision, and, the and then the disciplines mm-hmm. in order to live out that change. Yep, so the decision, the commitment, and the discipline. Boom, there it is. Boom. The boom, we're booming early now. <laughs> no, this is good, you know, because I remember, you know, uh, you know, truth brings the necessary convictions for change. That's right. So is there right. a, a part that happens prior to the, the, the decision because now you got because people don't know what they're doing uh, people don't know that they're doing something wrong until they know that they're doing something wrong right so right? until they're convicted so truth yes. brings a conviction necessary for change mm-hmm. then you respond you know if you don't change mm-hmm. there's five reasons okay why you don't change after mm-hmm. that conviction comes and you want to talk about it yeah let's talk about it, it because you know and, and, and this this is key because once again and a uh, 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 environment, a group, uh, you know, an atmosphere where, you know, your truth is your truth and my truth is my truth, then can, can truth, you know, bring the necessary conviction? Is, that, is, is there such thing as that specific well, truth? And, you know, we, we got to... That's, <laughs> that's the thing about it. God set this up so that the conscience mm-hmm. facilitates our sense of right and wrong. Mm-hmm. Now, it is true that the conscience facilitates judgment of right and wrong, moral and immoral, Mm -hmm. based upon how it has been informed. Now, on a natural level, right, natural to every human person, we have this sense of right and wrong. But along the way, because remember, we're shaped and fashioned Mm -hmm. by social factors. Yep. All right? Mm -hmm. Race, ethnicity, culture, education, class. Mm -hmm geography, family yep. dynamics, mm-hmm. you know, so your conscience can be uh, cauterized. You know, King James language says in, in looking at the future that people will have their conscience seared with a hot iron, mm-hmm. which means that your conscience becomes desensitized to the natural universal sensitivity that God gives every human being to right and wrong. Yep. And, and I think that's why the mental health component is so key to always have in the forefront of discussion because there's also a mental component yeah, yeah, that uh, affects yeah. the, that consciousness as absolutely, well. Absolutely, absolutely. So change begins with the decision. Mm-hmm. Then you've got to be committed to that decision. Then you have to employ the disciplines mm-hmm. necessary to live that decision out. And a lot, sorry, you're going to make No, silent. no, that's good. That's, <laughs> that's good. good. Because what we're talking about, mm-hmm. changing systems and structures, yep. that's the discipline that has to be mm-hmm. attached to it. And that's so, the hardest part. That's that and, discipline. And people can avoid that mm-hmm. with a ceremony. Yep. So we get together, 
we kumbaya. Yes. <laughs> you forgive, I forgive yeah. you, brother. You forgive me, brother. And we hold and sister, hands and, yeah, and we sing rock. a song. Yes. No, but that's not what repentance is. All right? Mm -hmm. it, it can be manifest in that way, you know, but at the end of the day, it's how you live it out. Yep. You know, you get married. That's an official statement of commitment to each other that's legal and spiritual, mm -hmm. right? But then how you live that out. Yep. And that's, that's, that's the critical part. You know, so we need to make changes. So, all right, so why don't we change? I don't know, but I, I'm still on you know, commitment, <laughs> decision, <laughs> commitment, and discipline. <laughs> I, you know, I, I had a, an unbeliever tell me early on on an issue because it was something that I was supposed to get back to them on. Mm -hmm. This is early in my Christian walk, and I wasn't a minister or anything like that. And this person said to me, you know what? You, you'll get back to me when you decide to. And that pierced my heart. Mm. I said, man, yeah, it's my decision. Yeah. I, I can't blame anyone or anything, but at the end of the day, it's what I decide to do. Well, you just convicted so many people watching this. Good. I'm glad you're all convicted out there. You know, look, truth mm -hmm. brings the conviction necessary for change. For change. Yes. All truth is confrontational, mm -hmm. but you'll never change until you're willing to confront the truth. Yes, yes. All right? Old school throwback That's principles. It. That's yes. It. <laughs> the, the truth about your words, mm -hmm. thoughts, motives, and actions, actions, attitudes, yep. and choices. And that's why it's conf confrontational. Mm -hmm. Because truth confronts yep. what you're saying, what you're thinking, mm -hmm. you know, your attitude, your choices. All of that comes into play when the Holy Spirit brings. And remember, that's why he's called the spirit of truth. Yep. And right now, part of his ministry to the world at large is to convict the world of sin. Yes, yes. Yep. The whole concept of sin, the whole idea, not just you're doing something wrong, but there is something wrong with the world the way it is. That's the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit. And that's a problem because then you got the church, well, not the church, but Hallelujah. you have church Hallelujah. members, Hallelujah. a church, you got church. Hallelujah. Okay, I'm trying to behave. Hallelujah. Yes, but yeah, because, but you, 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 how do you sit by, say you're Christian, but support a racist situation. You, you, or, and, and the biggest group Watch of out. individuals, Watch I know, Watch I know. Out. Watch out. The biggest group of individuals are not even the racist individuals. It's the, the, the uh, how do you say it, the nonchalant, the people who you know, don't want to admit that Complicit it's there. because they turn the other way. Yep. Those are the ones that are hurting the most. Yeah. And that's, and that's, that's important. Mm -hmm. You know, I, let, let's I'm sorry. Go yes, let's go. Can we run into it? Let's, yes. Let's, yes. let's go. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's, put the, let's at least put them down. All right. So number one is pride. Mm -hmm. Reasons people don't change. Fear. Rebellion. Uh, ooh. Laziness mm. and ignorance. Now, this is not as clean as when they were putting it up there last week on my green board. <laughs> my blackboard is back. Okay. Yeah, let's see if Boom's going to uh, pop up. <laughs> I hope I get a Boom up there by the end of this. Yeah, I, don't we'll know, see I don't know. What happens? But it begins with pride. Yes. In the Living Bible, Jeremiah mm. chapter 6, verse 14. In the Living Bible, all right, it says, you cannot heal a wound mm -hmm. by saying it's not there. So pride lends itself to denial and indifference. That's good. Denial and indifference. 
Yeah. And those are the ones that are really hurting us. The indifference attitude. Doesn't matter what color skin. Yep, doesn't Not matter. Ethnicity, what yep. class, what nope. education. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there are people who are in denial. Yes. They say that, you know, issues like racism and other social issues that plague minorities are a myth. Mm -hmm. That's a myth. Or Let's move on. There's no more systematic, systemic yeah, injustice. It doesn't exist anymore. Nope. That's denial. Mm -hmm. and, and, and the prophet Jeremiah, chapter 6, verse 14, y'all, you cannot heal a wound by saying it's not there. Mm -hmm. So pride says there's no need to change. Yep. That's what pride says. Everything's fine. We're good. Mm. It's, 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 it's dangerous on a national level. It's dangerous on a personal level. Yes. Can you imagine you're out there, you have a marriage relationship, and someone in a marriage needs to change, and they don't see the need to change. Mm -hmm. I, everything's fine. I don't see what the problem is. Can we just get along? That's, I, <laughs> well, hey, how about this one? <laughs> Married couple uh, talking to them, and um, you know, the, the wife felt that the husband doesn't give an affection, mm -hmm. doesn't speak language of affection towards her. You know, and she's not sure whether he loves her or not. Mm -hmm. And he said, Reverend, you know, um, I've been married to this woman for 25 years. And when I got married her, to her, I told her, I love you. And if I changed my mind, I would have told her. I said, 25 <laughs> years later, you, you didn't. You, that was it? <laughs> you got it? That was a good one. That was, that was, but I'm, I'm no. So, no. pride yes. says there's no need to change. Mm -hmm. And there are people who feel that way. Yes. Personally, with issues mm -hmm. that they're dealing with that's affecting their relationship, either with a spouse, their friends, their business partners, mm -hmm. their family, their children, you know, across the board. And there are people who like the status quo the way it is. Yes. They feel everything is fine. Why rock the boat? Mm -hmm. You know? Yep. Let's, let's not disturb anything. And, and the biggest thing I see, all five of these, takes you out of your comfort zone. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's another thing, all right? So let, let's go, the second one, fear. Mm -hmm. Some people are afraid to change. Yep. Fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. Fear of the uncomfortable. <laughs> fear of the unfamiliar. Mm -hmm. That's where it moves them out of their comfort zone. You know, if we make these changes, what's the world going to look like? Yes. What's our society going to look like? What's yep. my family going to look like? What is our business going to look like? And fear mm -hmm. is, is, will paralyze you. I mean, it'll put you... To, and, and, and you'll rationalize your fear. Yeah, yes. You'll give reasons why. Yep. This is why I'm afraid. This mm -hmm. is why what may happen, mm -hmm. you know, and boy, I'd love to get into that, you know, what are people afraid of politically? We're facing yes. an election mm -hmm. that's going to come up in a month, right? It's actually already started because yes. ballots are in. Mm -hmm. And on both sides of the aisle, people are afraid. I'd love to talk about what they're afraid of. Yeah, we'll definitely. do that. We'll do that we got, next, yeah, time. next week. Next time. Next time. Because, because people on the, the left or even Democrats are afraid of certain things from this administration. And people on the right are afraid about certain things on the left. Mm -hmm. and, and they're reasonable. So we need to talk about them. I yeah. think we need to get them out. Well, even, but not even, today. Even, even the emerge, emerging of a particular people group, they are afraid of. Yeah. You know, and you see why certain systems are created to keep a people group down. People are afraid mm -hmm. losing power if you're yes. in power for yep. so long. Mm -hmm. And now that power is being challenged. 
you know, if, there's, if you're used to a certain way of life for mm -hmm. a long period of time and now all of a sudden that's being changed yep. and you don't know what the future is going to look like, yes. you know, so again, fear of the unknown, mm -hmm. fear, of un, uh, fear of being uncomfortable, fear of the, uh, the unfamiliar. Third, rebellion. You know, and when you're in rebellion, you just refuse to change. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't want to change. I don't care whether it needs to happen or not. Mm -hmm. I just don't want to. Yeah. You know, and some people just change bothers them. You know, and, and the scripture beautifully in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11. I think this, this is a beautiful one. Ecclesiastes 3, 11, you know, and let me see if I can get it. Um, is it 3.11? No, I don't think so. In the RSV. Wow, I'm going to have to look that up. But basically, um, it says that only a fool resists change. Mm -hmm. All right, it's not 3.11. It's, it's another passage. I don't, I don't remember, but I'll get it. But it basically says... We know it's in a, the book. A fool, it's in the book. We'll, All right, we'll, so we, we'll, get, we'll get it back. <laughs> All right. Um, but the, 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 the refusal to change is the mindset of a fool, mm -hmm. all right? And there are people who just know. In fact, most people who are in power, they want to preserve the status mm -hmm. quo. They don't want things to change. Mm. So they push back. They rebel against anything that's going to disrupt the status quo. Yep. But disruption of the status quo is the only way to affect change. Mm -hmm. You know, what we turn it into, that we have to think about carefully when we talked uh, last week about prudence. Yes. So, yep. You know, that's important. So, rebellion, the refusal to change. Laziness. You know, uh, Proverbs 21.5 says that the, 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 <laughs> the desire of the slothful kills him mm -hmm. because his hands refuse to labor. Yep. So you have all these dreams and considerations, but you don't want to put the work in. All right. That's, that's detrimental to you emotionally, psychologically and physically, because then you play the victim. You feel I'm being victimized. Nothing's happened. But you won't get up off your <laughs> hallelujah. Yes. And, <laughs> You know, go to work. Yeah, I tell my kids, I said, look, you know, laziness is, is, is not cool. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And I like the King James language, slothfulness. <laughs> Sounds nasty. <laughs> <laughs> but laziness, it's, it, it's too much work to change. And mm -hmm. then people look at change. They see how good it is, mm -hmm. the difference that it's going to make. But then they look at the process that's associated with it. They look at the work involved and they say, I don't want to do all that's this. Too much work. Too much. Mm -hmm. So too much work to change. Yes. It, lastly, ignorance. Mm -hmm. I didn't know I needed to change. Mm. See, that's, that's, that's a dangerous thing. Hosea 4.6 said so beautifully, my people are destroyed for lack of yes. knowledge. Mm -hmm. So when you are blinded by ignorance, and we've got a lot of ignorance in our nation right now about a lot of issues, especially the history of this nation, mm -hmm. all right? There's a lot of ignorance about that history yeah. on both sides. You know, whether it's black, white, Republican, Democrat, you know, there's a lot of ignorance as to how we got to where we are today. You know, and there are those who don't want to talk about the past. But like I said last week, we got to remember the past while we change the future. Mm -hmm. You know, and history is important. Can you imagine? And I didn't say this last week, but let me say it now. You go to a doctor's office, right? Because you're having symptoms. Physically, your body is in trauma. You're having all these symptoms. What does, when you go to that doctor for the first time, what do they do? What's your medical history? They, they, 
They give you sheets to fill out. Mm -hmm. What's your medical history? What's your father's history, (laughs) your your mother's history? Do you have any cousins? Do you have Mm -hmm. any sisters or brothers? They want to look at that entire history before they will diagnose or prescribe Mm -hmm. anything for the situation that you're experiencing. So how are we going to, on a social basis, with regard to issues of race and relationships in America, get get angry Mm -hmm. when we revisit American history. Yes. We've got to look at that history. We we don't want to stay there. The doctor doesn't hold that history against you. He doesn't look at that history. Well, you deserve this. I can't help you now. It goes in the file cabinet, and then now he's moved forward from here. Exactly. He files it, Mm -hmm. or she, doctor, files it so that they can know how to address the symptoms, what to prescribe. Mm -hmm. So the history is important. The past is important Mm -hmm. because it helps us understand what do we need to do to move forward. Yes. So there are people who are afraid that diagnosing the past means we're going to stay there. We're going to live there. We're going to hold it against you. That's because no. some people do. I, ah, but that's wrong. Yeah, no, it's very wrong. Think about the doctor illustration. The doctor doesn't mm-hmm. hold your past against no. you. You know, he's using it mm-hmm. to invest in the future. Yep. Your fu- the, the future of your health. Using the past to invest in the future. That's it. Mm-hmm. The future of your health. The yep. future of your physical health, but the future of your mental health. Future, mm-hmm. the, f- the future of the health of our nation. Yes. Our society. So, Ignorance says, I didn't know I needed to change, right? Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, there's nothing more dangerous than sincere ignorance and conscientious stupidity. Mm -hmm. He said, you have a right, you have a responsibility, rather, to be intelligent. Mm. That's a powerful word. I'm going to say it again. Very powerful. Martin Luther King Jr. All right? So all y'all that are quoting him, (laughs) all right? Include everything. He said, there's nothing more dangerous than sincere ignorance ignorance and conscientious stupidity. So you can be conscientious, but if you're stupid about it, right? Yep. Then that's going to create problems. And, and you see that happening when you look at Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Uh, you see people trying to be conscious or woke, you know, and, and yet, but there's so much ignorance within their rhetoric. You know, I know. It's, 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 it's I know. shame. Like, are you hearing yourself? Right? <laughs> <laughs> and then you got people retweeting and like, wait, are you hearing them? And it just, it just trickles down. And like, you know, one person was asking about crystals and, and what crystals can do in your life. I'm like, you're a Christian. Why are you even worried about the crystals and energy from the crystals and things like that's that? The whole, that's a series. I know, that's I know. A series we got to do there. I, people are ignorant about their faith, their Christianity, mm-hmm. and they, they bring things that are what the Old Testament calls strange fire. Yes. Right? Yep. Which strange wasn't allowed fire. to be brought into yep. the altar. Strange sacrifices mm-hmm. before God. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because the culture is so mixed that we can bring, bring pagan practices, mm-hmm. pagan ideas, pagan values and worship styles and form into the kingdom of God. And it doesn't fit. Yes. It doesn't work. It yep. becomes problematic. And the Old Testament talks about that. So we don't, as Christians, we should not be on the edge of a cliff somewhere in Arizona <laughs> howling at the moon, <laughs> looking at some crystals yep. <laughs> and look at them for the, looking for them to light up. No, no, we don't do that. So, again, we got it, right? Yes. Reason why people don't change? Pride, Pride, fear, fear, rebellion, rebellion, laziness, laziness, and ignorance. That's good. That's it. And you can apply that out there Mm -hmm. to individuals. Make sure you start with yourself. Yeah, I know. Do a self-check first. (laughs) (laughs) Start with yourself. But we can apply it to the social and political Mm -hmm. conditions that we're in as a nation. Yes. That's very, very real. So that's why they don't change. And, and let me tell you, either you will lead change or change is going to lead you. you. Yes. And you cannot 
You cannot move forward into the future without passing judgment on the past. Because mm -hmm. if you don't pass judgment on the past and say this is what it was and put it in perspective, now we can move on. If you're still questioning and you're still uncertain, you're gonna, be, you're gonna have a difficult time moving into the future. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. And that's why we have to revisit the past and understand, yep. not live there. We don't stay there. Nor do we kind of throw it at you, you know? Because in relationships, in human yeah, relationships, we, do we don't want the past thrown at us again and again and again, and you're trying to change, you know? And, and change is not an event. Yep, it's a process. It's a process. Mm -hmm. That's so important. So we were talking about the, the, the levels of sin in terms of its impact on society. Yes. Right? Yep. We, we were going to go there. Um, so the, the first level that sin impacts is personal. Yes. Because Adam and Eve made personal choices, personal decisions. And God is not holding us responsible or guilty for their personal choices. I explained this you, in you say detail. That again because people still don't get it. I know you explained it in, the, uh, in detail, but people still don't get it. You know, especially when you deal with the old school Christian thought. Uh, you know, old school Christian thought. You got, you got to go we back. Gotta we got to revisit this. Yes, all right, all right, please. Right. So, so there is personal sin, right? Yes. Which is the personal choices that Adam and Eve made. Yep. All right. Their judgment was that they were evicted from the garden. All right, they now experience death, mm -hmm. sickness, disease. All of that came into them as a consequence of their personal choice. But that personal choice also created a condition that passed, upon, passed on to all humanity. So it's the condition that passed on. Exactly. Not necessarily the consequence for their personal sin. All have sinned now. Yes. And come short of the glory yes. of God. Why? Mm -hmm. Because we are now born yes. into a condition mm -hmm. that was created by the personal choices of Adam and Eve. Yep. Okay. So, so there, is the per, there is personal sin, mm -hmm. right? And there is original sin. Yes. All right. This is the personal choices. This is the condition created by those personal choices. We do it today. We make personal choices, and often we create conditions that affect other people. Mm -hmm. Whether, it, look, if, if you're a husband and wife, and you're not talking to each other with regard to spending and finances, <laughs> all right, one of you can go off, spend everything, get into debt, and now you put pressure on the family. Mm -hmm. You understand? If you're pursuing uh, something at the expense of your family, all right, that you don't have the money to pursue, now your family's suffering. Yes. So we're always making personal choices that create conditions. Personal choice that creates conditions. So these are personal choices that you make. And we're making personal choices every day. And often they create conditions. So, in our theology, all right, we, it's called the doctrine of original sin. Through one man's sin, sin and death entered the world. Mm -hmm. So, it came in. He was the portal. He opened things up. When he and, 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 and Eve 
made those choices, but more so with Adam, because the responsibility was laid upon him personally. So, God doesn't punish others for your personal sin. Because often we say, man, I'm going through this. Am I being punished for what my mother did, my father did? You know, conditions passed on. Mm -hmm. So, if your, your parent was... A, a, an abuser of alcohol mm-hmm. or, or drugs or something else, right? Is there inherently, genetically, a disposition, a predisposition? Yes. Does it mean that you're going to do the same thing? No. But the predisposition is there. The possibility is there. So you have to be cognizant of that and make sure that you don't follow yep. in those footsteps. Because the scripture says that when the son makes a decision not to walk in the ways of the father, all right, that person, that son will not be judged. The judgment won't come upon that son because of the father. So God looks at each generation and see what their personal choices are going to put forward. Yeah. You know, so again, personal sin create conditions. So when we talk about the manifestation of, of, of sin, all right, we have to talk about sin on a personal level. That's number one. Sin manifests itself on a personal level. So, you know, this is, this manifests in individual choices. Y'all wanted me to write on the board, I'm writing on the board. <laughs> individual choices personal morality, right? Responsibility. And understand, when it shows up as sin, all right, it's personal immorality. Yep. It's personal Irresponsibility. So it's what we do on a personal level. So, see, and, 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 and let me say this, since we're unpacking this, mm-hmm. all right? Sin is an offense against the Imago Dei, yep. the image of God. That's very, very important. That's where it begins. So when Adam and Eve sin, they sin against the image of God that was stamped on them mm-hmm. because now they turn that holy image into something immoral, unholy, and immortal. Mm. Death doom. Because God is love, life, and light. Yes. Darkness set in, ignorance came in, right? All of that happened. So sin, essentially, is an offense against the image of God. Offense against the image of God. That's very, very important. Sin is an offense against the image of God, the Imago Dei. And why is that important? Because it's the foundation for human dignity. Mm, yes. It's the foundation. Because when we see every human person in the image of God, all right, then we have to respect that they are worthy of dignity, Amen. worth, yes. value, life. Mm-hmm. So when we violate a person, all right, dehumanize them in any way, we're actually offending the image of God that has been stamped on every human being, a status conferred by God. God. Yes. So when you see a situation, I have to refer back to it. The police officer's knee 
on the neck of George Floyd, regardless of George Floyd's history, yeah, criminal they, they past. They that that has nothing to do with it, mm-hmm. all right? That knee, all right, he was violating, he was offending the image of God stamped on that man. And that's what sin does on a personal level, all right? So it's an off- also, not only that, it's an offense against reason. Mm-hmm. against conscience that tells us that's wrong to, uh, to affect it. And it's a failure, all right, to exercise genuine love of God towards neighbor. Mm, that's good. When he says love neighbor yep, as self. self. Yep. So when we mm-hmm. see Lynn on, sin rather on a personal level, these are all the things that go into play. You know, next level. Wait, wait, repeat all that. Yeah. <laughs> Individual choices, personal immorality, personal irresponsibility. No, the breakdown you did. Ah, okay. All right. So it's, 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 a, it's, an, it's an offense, offense against, against the, the image, image of, God, of God, right? The imago yes. Dei, which is foundational to human mm-hmm. dignity. All right. Uh, the life, worth, mm-hmm. and dignity of the human person. Yes. It's an offense against reason. Yep, against sin, reason. all sin is Irrational, irrational illogical, and unreasonable. unreasonable. Yep. Got it? Uh, it's, it's an offense against reason, truth, and conscience. Right conscience. Yes. Because, you know, your conscience reason is informed. The right conscience. Right conscience. Yes. And it's a failure in genuine love of God for failure our neighbor. Failure in genuine love. Yeah, exactly. That's good. Which Jesus said, what? Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Mm-hmm. Love neighbor as yourself. Yep. So when we violate neighbor... Yes. All right? We're disrespecting the image of God mm-hmm. that's placed on that person. Then the question is, what kind of love do you have for yourself? Ah, <laughs> it, it, tie, it ties together. Yep. And that's why, and man, we're, we're out of time. <laughs> right? But we got to do, we got to do this. You know okay. why? That's right. Because you asked me a question, and this is, this is so important. Uh, you asked me a question. We were talking about a... In fact, uh, a, a video, was it a Zoom meeting that you did with Josh McDowell's son? Sean McDowell. Sean Instagram McDowell. Live. Right? Yes. It was an Instagram Live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And their family's great. I mean, Josh McDowell, you know, uh, yep. was the evidence that demands a verdict yep. and all that. Mm-hmm. Now his son has moved in to apologetics, right? Yes. Yep. Excellent. Excellent. But we were talking and the issue of the kingdom well, the, uh, good no, the, news. Gospel. the gospel and the good news. The gospel yes. as, as good news. Yes. Yeah. And what people don't, don't realize often that the gospel, there are two good news that were announced. Yep. And, I, I, and I'm careful here because people say, well, how many gospels are there? Yeah. <laughs> all right. But think about it. All right. And, and it refers back to, you know, sin manifesting, manifesting itself on a personal level. This is where we have... The gospel of salvation. Of salvation. Mm-hmm. And I'm very careful here. Because in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13, it talks about the gospel of your salvation. Mm-hmm. So the gospel that Jesus spoke of, the good news that Jesus spoke of and the epistles speak of, is the saving of the soul. The saving of the soul. And that applies to the individual mm-hmm. because sin has invaded the individual. So, you know, uh, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So the gospel message is the gospel of salvation, which speaks to the individual, all right? Yes. But there's also the gospel of the kingdom. 
So when Jesus preached, he preached the God, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And that's, that's, that's language in Luke mm -hmm. because Luke was speaking to the Gentiles and they understood, the Greeks understood in the terms of kingdom of heaven. But Matthew says the kingdom of God, yes. which is the Hebrew context of that language speaking to the Hebrews. Mm -hmm. So the gospel of salvation, right? And it's not that I'm making up this new gospel. Ephesians 1.13 mm -hmm. says it beautifully. All right. It, it speaks of God's redemption, the saving of the soul, the rest, reconciliation and restoration of the individual. All right. But then there is the gospel of the kingdom. The gospel of the kingdom. And this is about the reconciliation of the social order and the restoration of the social order. Mm -hmm. Because the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven is the government of God. Mm -hmm. It is the reign and rule of God. Mm -hmm. So when Jesus says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things will be added to you, he's talking about the reign and rule of God. When he says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, he's talking about the reign and rule of God. And that addresses sin on the second level that it manifests itself. And the second level is what we're going to talk about next time <laughs> when we get together. All right? Well, we got, we got to give context because... Uh, the, the, there was a discussion that uh, the gospel is not social justice. Uh, yeah. And they were coming from the gospel of salvation. Yeah. So when you look at the gospel of salvation, they're saying that uh, the gospel is the salvation of the soul. But what comes out of that is social justice. Yeah. So the yeah. soul is transformed. The soul is, the person is, you know, is redeemed. The soul, the person is, is has a different lens and say now because of this relationship with Christ then I'm going to go after social justice so social justice is priority uh, you know telling the truth is priority yeah. loving your neighbor is priority loving self is priority loving God is priority what comes out of that but the gospel is a, a, a salvation is a, the, the redemption yeah, of the soul it's the reconciliation yep. and restoration of the soul mm -hmm. so it applies to the individual yes. but the gospel of the kingdom mm -hmm. you read the gospel it's what, what Jesus said yep, Jesus this, was preaching the gospel of the kingdom he never said the gospel of salvation we understand that in the language that he used personally, all right, that whoever believes in him should not perish. That was to the individual yeah. because he brought a message to the nation of Israel, mm -hmm. all right, ordering them, commanding them to repent. But he also brought the opportunity for the individual. So even though the nation didn't repent as a whole, individuals within the nation who embraced his message for as many as received him, uh, John chapter one, to them gave you the power, the authority to become the children of God. Yep. So mm -hmm. there is the individual and there is the society. So the kingdom, the gospel or good news is what gospel means, of the kingdom mm -hmm. deals with the social order, the social systems, its values, its culture, uh, its, its, its ideas, its structures, its systems. And that's where justice is dealt with. That's where justice is addressed. And that's where the church should be responding. That's absolutely right. We're the pillar and ground for the truth. Mm -hmm. So... It's, it's partly the salvation of the individual, the saving of the soul from sin, all right? 
but it's also the gospel of the kingdom, mm -hmm. which means we, Jesus addresses the social order. And that's why this, the language in, in scripture that says all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he, he humbled himself, but then he's been given a name that is above every name. He's been highly exalted that the, at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow mm -hmm. of things in heaven, things on the earth, things under the earth. Mm -hmm. All right, that's another conversation. <laughs> All right, and, 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 and also that he's been elevated exalted to the right hand of the Father above all principalities and powers. So the gospel of the kingdom, all right, is all-encompassing. It deals with the social order, the, the, the place of rebellion amongst angelic beings, the rebellion uh, from humanity. So the gospel of the kingdom is, is all-encompassing and deals with all of that, the social order, mm -hmm. its values, its structure, its cultures, its traditions, all right, that are antithetical to the kingdom of God. So that's what it deals with. But the gospel of salvation, all right, is specific to the soul. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I, again, I'm not talking about two different gospels. I'm talking about two expressions of the redemptive work of God in the earth towards all of the social order that is broken, wounded, and in rebellion, and to the individual, the personal message of salvation from sin. That's a lot. <laughs> no, it is, because you know, then the question is, uh, it, uh, you know, in which people tend to say, but Christianity isn't supposed to be a state religion. And a lot of uh, theologians say that Christianity was never designed to be a state religion. but it's, A state religion? Yes, but designed to hold the... the, 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 the governing body accountable for certain um, moral decisions that affect the whole. See, and that's important, all right? Christianity and the so Christian social ethic mm -hmm. is to influence the culture. Yes. To bring the kingdom mindset mm -hmm. to the culture. But it was never to be subject to the state. Mm. And so we have to be very careful. Yep. And that's what happened that we, that we came, became known as the Roman church when Christianity in Rome, mm -hmm. all right, joined forces with the state. Yep. And the state said, we'll protect you <laughs> as Christians as long as you further the agenda of the state. Mm -hmm. And boy, does that sound like today. And then people get, they, they, flabbergasted, you mean... Uh, America is not a Christian nation. No, it, it was we're designed. Christian in cult, we're, we're Christian, we're ceremonially yes. Christian, we're, we're culturally Christian, but we're not constitutionally oh, Christian. Because it's freedom of religion. Yeah, yeah, and pluralism, religious yes. pluralism. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and they've, they've got to understand. In fact, the Constitution pushes back against the state religion mm -hmm. because the, the Ravians, the Calvinists, all, those who fled you know, uh, uh, Europe, Europe mm -hmm. they fled state religion yep. to come here to freely practice yep. their Christianity. That's a lot. Man, yes, we're is. over time. Yes. Sorry, but <laughs> we hope this has blessed you. And we'll continue with the next three levels of how sin manifests itself. Yep. Yes, and, and don't ask me for the uh, notes prior to. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and now I'm just trying to wind down. I know, I know. See how how, how, lot, how yeah. do we pray at, you know, at, at the end of something like this? What Jesus said, thy kingdom yep. come. Mm -hmm. And when, we, when you pray thy kingdom come, what you're 
what you're asking God for, what you're coming into agreement with God for is that the kingdom of righteousness and peace and joy, all right, under the power and influence of the Holy Spirit will influence this world in yes. which we live. All right? Influence government, social institutions, relationships, the church, you know, across the board. When you say, thy kingdom come, you're saying not only the salvation of the soul mm -hmm. of individuals, but the reconciliation and restoration of the social order to the ways of God. <laughs> I know, man, you're thinking, you're processing yes. all of this. Yeah. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Because yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm in dialogue and conversation with so many individuals, and we're having some of these theological conversations yeah. and, and uh, who stands where, you know, and it, it, it's a lot, you know, very, uh, very uh, heady conversations yeah. that we're having, you know, and it, it tends to not be the conversations we'll, we usually have, you know, in basic, you Normally, know. Normally, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah. And we try to make these things simple so that you can understand it and also have the language to articulate it because there are conversations happening all over the place and you want to know what you're talking about. Yeah. And not only know what you're talking about, but know how to articulate clearly what you're talking about. And this is why we do what we do in the format. And you know, we, we, we have to be careful because remember, it's the word and the spirit coming together. You know, because we can get so caught up intellectually that yes. we, we, we miss the, the, the spirituality mm -hmm. that moves us, you know, in our realm of our emotions. Yep. But we want those two things to come together. Remember, all right, don't ever deny your emotions the benefit of your intellect. The intellect guides your actions. Mm -hmm while your emotions provide inspiration. So don't allow your emotions to deny you the benefit of your intellect. Absolutely. But it goes vice versa. Flip you it. know, don't allow, your intellect, don't allow your intellect to deny you the benefits of your emotions yeah. as well. Passion, the sensitivity, yes. the empathy mm -hmm. of your emotions. So they have to come together. And remember, balance is the key to life. Yep. So we can't choose one over the other. We have to balance the two. Yep. Good stuff, man. It is. It is. <laughs> it is. I feel it. Oh. oh. <laughs> Boom. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, how do you want to end this? I know. It's kind of like, you know, processing all of this stuff. But I will tell you, um, we're a month away from electing a new president uh, or, an op or the same president, uh, a new administration or the current administration. And I know there are a lot of fears. In fact, I want to make sure that next, next service, you know, next week, we, we, we talk about those very real fears, you know, just, just in a, a small piece of, of the message. Uh, because we still got to talk about acts of charity and yeah. how that works with prayer and fasting. All right, what we do, how we live out the love and compassion of God in human society. Uh, people say, I don't care how much you know until I know how much you care. And that's, that all works together. Um, so for now, all right, understand what I said previously. When you pray, you're praying for those in positions of authority to be influenced by the Holy Spirit, to be influenced by the values of the kingdom of God. And it begins foundationally with the life, dignity, worth, value of the human person. That's where it all begins. And when you're making decisions about voting, 
all right? They say, well, just vote your conscience. Well, that depends on how your conscience was informed. Yep. You know, because if it's, if it's been informed by wrong thinking, by bad things, right, desensitizing you to good and what's moral, then, then I don't want you to vote your conscience, <laughs> all right? Um, you begin by examining what the individual, the candidate, and their party believe about the dignity and worth of the human person. Now, that's a lot because it plays out in policies, yep. practices, and systems and structures, etc. But that's where you begin. Where does this individual stand on the value, the dignity, mm. the life of the human person? Yep. Because that is where they begin and all the decisions that they make will come out of what they believe about yep. that. No, it's true. And, and, and the tension is, uh, a friend of mine, Osiris, he was saying that he was, you know, he read a report from the president of the NAACP, and he said for, for, the, for the longest part of history, the, the, there was racism in both parts. So you can't say, well, this part is less racism than the other part. There, there's tension. There's racial tension between both parts, yeah. you know, and, and it's about which money. You follow the money trail, <laughs> and you see why decisions are being made. So yeah, I, been, I, we have these conversations. Yeah, and people, people vote. And that's why, boy, that's, a, that's another conversation we have to get into. Because remember, the po politics are symptomatic of the culture. Yep. So what's happening within the culture mm -hmm. and the social concerns that people have drive their politics. Yep. So if your number one concern, like in the evangelical community, you know, abortion, yep. mm -hmm. uh, the nation of Israel, mm -hmm. you know, the borders, I mean, these kind of things, all right, you're going to vote based upon those influences, yep. those social concerns. Now you come into the black community who experience disenfranchisement, <laughs> marginalization, discriminate, discrimination, yep. and inequities economically, all right, we're gonna think out mm -hmm. of our social situation and say, okay, what is this administration or this politician going to do for our community mm -hmm. when we're facing racialized policing system, racialized criminal justice mm -hmm. system, inequities in education, inequities in economic opportunities, inequities in healthcare? What are they going to do? Mm -hmm. So the social issues really drive our politics. Yep. So I say don't just register to vote, educate to vote. Yep. Educate the vote. I like that. <laughs> oh, <right>. Boom. <laughs> thank you. Ooh. All right. You want to close this out now? Yes. Father God, we thank you so much for uh, always being able to come to you, even uh, in spite of our, uh, us feeling that we're not worthy to approach the throne. So, Lord, we say thank you. Thank you for having open arms, uh, yes. always looking to engage in a relationship with us, Lord. So, Lord, right now we ask for guidance. We ask for wisdom. We ask for discernment, uh, really to touch our ears, our eyes, to see uh, as things are coming across our TV screens, our phones, whatever it is, that we see, you know, into it correctly, that we really hear the voice of wisdom and understanding. So, Lord, we ask it for, uh, for help at this time, direction, at this time on how to approach even just voting. So Lord, we ask and, and, and we, we premise out on saying your kingdom come. Yeah, your will. Especially at a time like this. Lord, your will be done. Right here, right now. We are asking for this because we know within your kingdom, we will find peace. Mm -hmm. Within your kingdom, we will find worth. Within your kingdom, 
we will find value. Mm. So Lord, we ask that you just have your way. Your will be done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Lord, we pray for these politicians. We pray for you to, to establish relationships uh, uh, of, of voices, kingdom-minded voices mm-hmm. to speak into the ears. Yes. We pray for your spirit to move in a mighty way. Lord, we need a divine movement right here, yes, Lord. right now. Yes, Lord. And so we ask for it. We pray for what we receive today that it'll, it'll, it'll move with us throughout this week. We'll be able to ponder on it understanding that our choices create conditions. Mm. So we'll be conscious of our choices because we're conscious of our conditions. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So Lord, we pray and ask that you just even let us see uh, uh, in ourselves if we are dealing with pride or if we're dealing with ignorance or if we're dealing with laziness or we're dealing with rebellion, Lord. Mm. Mm. So Lord, we ask that you have your way and shape in our minds so we can become better individuals and more so better Christians. Yeah. We pray this in Jesus' precious name. Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I forgot the fifth one while Good I was prayer. praying. <laughs> That's I was, okay. I rebellion, pride, yeah, ignorance, 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 laziness, <laughs> and what? It's no. rebellion. It's pride. Pride. Yes. Right. Yep. The next one? Is, is um, I'm trying to look at the board. Rebellion. Rebellion. <laughs> you got ignorance. Ignorance got is laziness. Last. Laziness. I gotta, I gotta look at my notes. Right, look it up. Look it up. Fear. Pride. Yes. Fear. fear rebellion, rebellion. Laziness. laziness ignorance. ignorance. Yes. That's where it goes. So I add that to that prayer. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we pray the words of Ecclesiastes that the heart of the king is in the hands of the Lord. Yes. Because that we'll know will make the big difference mm-hmm. necessary in yeah. our nation. Hey, good stuff, man. Thank you. Until next time. Yes, as we leave this place, but never God's presence. Jesus Jesus is Lord, period. period. We We believe believe it, we proclaim it, and we're seeing it come to to pass. pass. God bless and enjoy the rest of your week. Thanks for tuning in to the A.R. Bernard podcast. I hope you were enriched by the information and or the conversation. Make sure, subscribe by clicking the link in the bio to gain more information about me and the work that I'm doing. Again, thank you and God bless.